Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name is Mark, and of course, every week... What? Of course, just like (laughs) every week, I am joined by Miles. Hello, Miles. You said hello hello earlier. Yes, Miles, we're here. We already did a test. I know you're on the call. Welcome to the podcast. And that other voice is Jackie. Hello, Jackie. Other voice. That's me. Uh, And the three of us do this podcast that is about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the TV anime that started in 2012 and is uh, going to resume soon with the adaptation of part six of JoJo, Stone Ocean. So exciting. While we're on hiatus between seasons. And you can find all of our back catalog, by the way, by looking anywhere you find podcasts. But please know that we started with part four and then went backwards. So sorry if that's confusing, but uh, you'll figure it out. Uh, But while we're in between seasons, we've been covering other anime suggested by our listeners and friends sometimes and sponsored by our Patreon supporters. And this week we watched a Studio Ghibli movie. We watched Whisper of the Heart. Whisper of the Heart. Or I think it's Mimi o Sumaseba, which translates to If You Listen Closely. Mm. Um, And so we'll be talking about that film in a little bit. But before we get to the specific discussion on Whisper of the Heart, we need to first take a stop on our conversation craft table. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I couldn't think of Hill. I don't know. Our antique, our, our, uh, we're going to look at our emails. These are emails sent to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. I see Jackie's still trying to figure out a good conversation I corner. Am. Or what is it? It's not conversation corner. It's conversation hour. No, no, no. What is it that I'm thinking of? What do we usually call it? Correspondence. Correspondence. Thank you. Lo-fi beats to uh, yeah. read emails over. <laughs> Lo-fi mails to email. Oh, I got nothing. Okay. This email is from Chad. Yay. Formerly known as Bad Hello. Chad, by the way. We, oh. should, we should point out. Uh, as of the, the Halloween episode. Spooky episode. The spookiest episode. Uh, the subject of this email is returning soon to regular programming. Aloha, JJB Pod Ohana. After some digging and additional research, I think I can confidently say there are no JoJo voice connections for Whisper of the Heart. What? Before I forget, Chad, you are somewhat correct, but you forgot about one thing. And that Sorry, is Chad. That the voice actor for Seiji in Whisper of the Heart uh, is Issei Takahashi, who played Rohan in the TV drama uh, adaptation of Thus Spoke Rohan Kishibe. I could not recognize the voice. Yeah, well, it's been uh, fucking 25, 26 years. Mm-hmm. So quite some time has passed. Oh, so he was a young man. I when mean, he did the voice. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. He was a young little young guy. He's a young little young guy. I watched it in English. Yeah. How was the English voice acting? We'll get there. We'll get there. I have oh, all right. Of, I have, good. All right. I have fine. many questions for Miles and okay. Ash, Ashley Tisdale. Who? Uh, Why? She did a voice in the English dub. Oh, okay. 
Chad's email continues. On the topic of JoJo, we have just a month until Stone Ocean, and since this is the first time a new season of JoJo is debuting on Netflix, many of us were wondering how that would work. Would it be all episodes up front, or half now, half later? Based on another new anime on Netflix called Komi Can't Communicate, which is super funny, uh, it looks like we'll get one new episode a week, just like before. Are you all ready to go back to watching the same show week after week? Yay! I hope everyone had a fun and safe Halloween. By the way, what's your favorite candy? Uh, Mahalo, Chad. P.S. If I wore a costume with antlers, does that count as being horny? I got to be a middle-aged version of Gus from the Netflix show Sweet Tooth. And Chad included a photo. A fantastic photo. It's a great great costume. Thank you for blessing us with this photo, Chad. I'm not familiar with the source material, but it's... Still it a good costume, good. even if you're just being like a you reindeer. Look, you look happy. I like that. I like people looking happy, you know, like yeah. genuinely. Uh, and I think if you have antlers, you're horny. <laughs> and I, I, I also now think that if, if you want to tell a friend that you're horny without having to say that out loud, you can just say, I'm, I'm antlers right now. <laughs> just, is there like a, is there like a deer emoji? Just send them that. Send deer. Yeah. Send them I wonder, like a fucking horns. Yeah. Maybe there's a, a hornier a rhino, animal. Oh, rhino. Maybe a unicorn. Rhino. Something. Yeah, a unicorn. Um, I'm ready to go back to watching the same show each week. I don't know that yeah. we'll be able to make our podcast episodes as long because we won't have to stop and give the history no. of the show and try to understand the world we'll that's make been building. Them and people will write in, so we'll our our like oh, yeah. our listener segment is going to be like a whole hour. <laughs> Oh yeah, what should our listener segment be called? If if it's in jail, maybe we could re- we could just always use the same name, you know. If you want, the, but I, 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 yeah, you know, I don't know. There's always like a different weird character we're introduced to or something. Yeah, that's can, true. Could keep it current. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so far it's really worked out when I leave it to the last second and try to think of it off the cuff. So, um, I guess we'll just keep doing that. I'll uh, think of all of them. Thanks, Miles. All right, Miles. I think I think we've talked about you helping me out with those before, and you've never done it. So um, we'll see if you do uh, it this time. This time I'll do it, though. Okay, sure. I think my favorite candy is probably Reese's. Reese's peanut butter cups and any shape of those ingredients. Mark really likes peanut butter. I love peanut butter. I'm a peanut butter boy. Did people come to your house? <sighs> we had one doorbell ring the entire day. Just two girls, Jackie? Yes. What were they dressed as? I don't know. They were like princesses. Wow, what a bunch of shit. (laughs) I didn't really look. I was so nervous. I was so nervous. I was like, we got trick-or-treaters. And I was like, hi. They didn't even see trick-or-treat. I just like gave them like a huge handful of candy each. Like I just like (laughs) in the bowl, I just like took like. Yeah, it's the right instinct. The most candy. (laughs) Like you remember when you would trick-or-treat, you'd only get like. At most, like three pieces or something. But I gave them like a nice big. I gave them like ten. Um, I feel like there are a lot of kids in your neighborhood. Why? Why only one? Not knock. Part of it is because it rained yesterday. Like I don't think that's why. A little bit into trick or treating. I think that may. I think kids were definitely trick or treating though. Like there, there's. um, All right, then they hate us. No, I think there. Apparently, there's just not. I saw. You know how we talk about how there's like a facebook group for our town um they there were people complaining about how people don't really treat trick-or-treat here apparently they go to a neighboring town which i'm not going to name because i don't want to dox us but apparently people go to a neighboring town to trick-or-treat it's new um, jersey if you say a, one neighboring town that's that could be one of <laughs> 25 neighboring towns it's true 
Um, Unless you live in like fucking Ocean County or something. Yeah. I th- or you live in one of those donut hole towns that are What's entirely a- surrounded by another town. Oh, is that a thing? Yeah. Oh, you know what? Actually, I can think of one or two of those. Oh, we've got, uh, there's that little dinky ass town in, in Hudson County, actually, that I'm thinking of. That's like a two by five block. It might border other towns. Uh, I don't think so. Okay. But whatever. <laughs> I don't know if it does. But yeah, it's 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 just like two blocks. It's like, uh, who decided this was a town? Dumb. Um, Miles, what's your favorite candy? Probably Twix. Twix is a good pick. Do you like peanut butter Twix? I've never had peanut butter Twix. Oh, they're fucking good. They oh, they, today's the day to probably buy that, right? Uh oh yeah, oh yeah. Get that discount candy. We have. Do you give uh, drag do you give, my partner? But we've got bad candy. I think. Nobody came to trick or treat, which is normally a huge bonus for me because it means I get to eat all the candy. Mm. We've got like mounds. I don't like that shit. Yeah, mounds are not the whoppers. Best. Whoppers are weird because they're malt, and malt is that that thing that it took me years to understand, and I still don't. What is malt? It has to do with barley. Okay. That's I I forgot again what it it's means. It's like liquor, right? Malt liquor. You can have malt liquor, but you can also have a chocolate malt. Which is like okay. a milkshake kind of thing. Okay. Uh, it's not snot. Mm, okay, good. No one thought it was at any point. Okay. Um do you give your uh do you give your son candy? Does he does he like candy? No. We don't give him candy. Does he like peanut butter? He loves peanut butter. <laughs> My man. <laughs> uh Jackie, what what's your favorite your favorite candy candy? I don't know. Wow. I don't know. I like, I don't really, I don't really. You like Kit Kats. I've noticed that. I do. I like Kit Kats. I like Milky Ways. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You like Milky Ways over Snickers. Yes. Because you're weird. Because I'm uh, from outer space. That's right. You're from <laughs> Milky the Way. Milky Way. Mm. <laughs> um, no, but I think like if I, if I had my, I probably wouldn't choose any of those first if I had my pick, if I was like in the middle of a store for candy. I'm, I would probably want like, I don't know, like a really salty chocolate one, you know, like a chocolate bar that has like a bunch of like those like salted chocolate okay. thingies, something like that. Or actually, I like the Valentine's Day chocolates that have a, that have like different fillings and stuff. Oh, okay. I like those. I feel like I would say I agree, except some of them suck. Yeah, that's true. Some of them are no good. Some of them have cherries in them. Yeah, I don't like when they do that. That's really unexpected. It feels like you just committed a, a crime. You bite into one and you're like, oh no, hide the evidence. You know what's in- interesting? I-, I think I've talked about this on here that apparently in, or maybe it was brought up to us by a listener that in England, they don't call chocolatey stuff candy. They only call like hard candy, lollipop mm. stuff, that kind of thing. That's candy okay. to them. Okay, so out of like the fruity candies, I like uh, Starburst. If that counts, yeah, I guess. Yeah, because I'm thinking of hard candies, which for me would be probably like Jolly Ranchers. Oh. Starburst are very good. I don't think I like hard I think we've candies. Had this exact same conversation. I like soft candies. I like haichu as I like, well. I like chewy candies. Do you like haichu? What is that? It's like a Japanese candy. It's kind of like Starburst, but a little bit softer, and I think the flavor is a little bit more authentically fruity. No, but I like, like one like stick is all the same. The person who cuts my hair uh-huh. who turned out to be a huge JoJo's fan and is now a subscriber to this podcast 
Shout out to the person who shout out to Benya's hair. Yeah, uh, said she works at like as a translator at for Haichu. So she was telling oh. me about like how she gets to like sample all like their cool new flavors. Wow. Why do they cut your hair then? <laughs> I I don't know. Maybe she's just a Part-time. hustler. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I was gonna say if I had that job, I wouldn't. I wouldn't cut Miles's hair. <laughs> Fuck that. They only maybe they only pay her in candy. Oh, that's not that. You can't really pay the rent with candy. Maybe she only cuts uh, people's hair that have anime podcasts. Hmm. <laughs> It's, it's weird all... that they asked me that one. Try to make a reservation. You also don't have a ton of hair, Miles. You have thin hair, if I recall correctly. That's true. I'm I'm unfortunately thick. No, thick is better. Yeah, team, team thick. Thick, thick probably thick. is better. No, it's better. It's not better for the person cutting the hair. I don't no, know. No, they, they like, like it. They, they like, like it. it. Yeah, they like it. They're like, oh yeah, so. look at how great and thick and beautiful this hair. They love it. I don't know if that's true. Everybody but okay. loves thick hair. I think you've written a fanfic <laughs> that you're just telling me about now. Thick hair is is so because you can do a lot with it. You, mm. No, not with my hair. My hair doesn't listen. <laughs> you true. try something and like they're always like, oh, you just got to put a little bit of product in, and then they do, and the hair falls back into its regular place, and then they spend some time blow drying it and like 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 rapidly combing it. Like fuck. I've seen videos of girls with like really thick, really like long hair, and like. They they can't put their hair in like a pony. Well, I mean, they can, but like if you see them try to put their hair in a ponytail and it just like breaks always because Ugh. like their hair is, is the 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 not not the hair the hair doesn't break the the yes I know what's but it called the the hair tie the hair tie breaks I only know words for hair ties in Spanish. I'm sure, you weren't watching a video on like uh, <laughs> on like a, a, a marshland that had just a bunch of plants growing out of it. No, I, I don't think your hair should be doing that. But anyway. <laughs> And they can't make they. I mean, I also can't really make it like super thin, but I don't know how to explain it. You know how you like you can tie it, and then you keep tying it, and you keep tying it, keep wrapping it, and then yeah, it gets like double, really really thin. Yeah, what do you call that? Double tie. Yeah. Double double wrap. Double triple whatever. People people some people people with thin hair can get it really really small, which makes sense because their hair is thinner, so they can fit more into smaller holes. But if you have thick hair, you can't. There's like a, a limit. You can't get it that small. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that that has been uh, hair talk. <laughs> Would you want to read the uh, next email? Wait, did Chad ask us anything that we're supposed to answer? Just the candy thing. Okay. Okay. What was my answer? Kind of danced around it. Okay. But you admitted to Kit Kats. You like Valentine's candy. Yes. I like M&M's as well. You do like M&M's. I do. How do you feel about M&M minis? They're good. I think they're good too, and you taste more of the candy shell. They're um, addictive. Yeah, I like chocolate covered things more than I like candy. You but M and M's are not chocolate covered. I know, but I like I like like chocolate covered pretzels or chocolate. Those covered, are good. Yeah, or chocolate covered um, strawberries. Ants. No. Oh. Anyway, this email is from Talia. Subject line: Theory about how King Crimson works. No. Uh, I'm writing this a little bit after Halloween, but the spirit of Halloween lings within my heart, and I thought I'd try and scare you guys. And what's more scarier than another Kim Crimson theory? My theory is a special one and completely explains how King Crimson works. You see how much he is like Dark Seed. King Crimson is. Also, Spy X family is what? getting. What? 
Okay, never mind. I think it got cut. I think that's the idea. Yeah. Is that the joke? Okay. You're not the first one to do that. Sorry, Talia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also spy x family is getting an anime adaptation and it is in my top five mangas uh there's also a short trailer out y'all should watch it when it comes out it'll probably come out during part six break i say that based on absolutely nothing uh happy halloween jjb pod and by the time this episode the episode that you read this airs happy guy fox day yay happy guy fox day one day one because and election day Miles, no one says happy election day. Vote everybody no? if you if you I don't know, does do other states no. vote on No one votes. November 2nd? No. Yeah, everyone votes on November 2nd. Anyway, those were emails that <laughs> somewhat had to do with uh this week's topic for JoJo and uh before we move on to this week's topic, which will be Whisper of the Heart, we should also talk about our Patreon. So you can support the show if you go to patreon.com slash jjbpod. Uh, you get access to the Patreon feed, which includes some bonus content and Miles' weekly cultural reference newsletter. But for $3 a month, not a week, a lot of people are confused in saying that I, I have to pay $3 a week. That's ridiculous. That's $12 to $15 a month. That's crazy. But it's not. It's $3 a month. Anyone could do that. Um... You will get uh, all of the previously mentioned extra content, but we will also say thank you out loud on the podcast like this. So thank you to Tyler, Tim, Austin, Nocturnal, Nick, Martin, Kenny, Caden, Lord Zendar, Dylan, Jumbo, Caleb, Christian, Chad, Kasoon, Katie, and Bloof. Yes, thank you all for supporting the show each month. We appreciate you so much and hope that you had a great Halloween if you celebrate it. And if you don't, just a regular happy October 31st. You know? Because every day should be a good day for you, our supporters. Uh, With that, let's take a break. And then uh, we will start talking about Whisper of the Heart. All right, we're going to talk about Whisper of the Heart, a Studio Ghibli movie from 1995. Miles, you watched it on HBO Max, right? Yeah. And we watched it on a borrowed Blu-ray, let's pretend. (laughs) We watched it on Plex. You can get it on Plex. Plex. If you know the right people. Why Why did you do that? You don't have HBO Max? We do have HBO Max. I didn't want to watch the dub. Yeah. Um, in part because this movie heavily features the Japanese version of Country Roads, Take Me Home, or Take Me Home, oh, yeah. Country Roads. Was it all just in English? Was the song just in English for you, Miles? Yes. Mm. But the lyrics are different, right? Like the, it still the lyrics features... were, yes, there are multiple different, like, d- depending on, like, that Shizuku wrote. Cool. Does it feature, uh, does she have concrete roads in there as well? Yes. Okay, good. That's good then. Um, yes, so this this uh, is a movie that is based on a one-volume, short-run, 1989 shoujo manga, um, which is written by Aoi Hiragi. Uh, and this movie is not directed by Hayao Miyazaki. He did write it and mm. I think helped produce it, but it's directed by Yoshifumi Kondo, uh, who might 
have been um, a person they wanted to be the successor to Hayao Miyazaki, but he unfortunately died. Uh, his last movie that he worked on was um, Princess Mononoke, I believe. Wow. He died of an aneurysm that doctors say was brought about by overwork. Wow. Uh, and so it is a big reason why Miyazaki retired in the late 90s because I don't know if he was just distressed about mm. his friend passing away or if yeah. he thought he works too hard. Yeah. But as we know, Miyazaki came back. Now uh, I'm going to think about that every time I watch Princess Mononoke. Aww. It's already a pretty violent movie. Um, but you know, I like to bring the sad. If you guys are ever just trying to enjoy a movie, thinking it's casual, it's laid back, it's nice. I'm going to tell you about the people who died. Burnout right. is real. Everybody, you know, don't work work hard, but not too hard. You know, Yeah, well, work hard, but also play hard. Yes. Is what I would say. <laughs> remember to sleep, remember to eat. Spend time with your friends and family and your puppy or your kitty and or your children or whatever. And always wear sunscreen. I don't. Yeah, I guess you should. Like, I mean, if you're going to go out in the sun. You should wear sunscreen, Mark. Well, huh? I don't go anywhere. If you're going out in the sun. Only if you're going out in the sun. You don't have to, like, in your house put on sun. I mean, I guess you can if you want to. They I'm not make, doing that. They make, like, face creams that are, like, just good for your face. And they also have an SPF, you know? I have my, my moisturizer has... Some, a little bit of SPF in there. That's what they're called, moisturizers. <laughs> um, you, you thought they were called face wetters? Face cream. Well, I Skin said wetters. face cream. Just everything is a cream. It is, though. The people do call it that. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. And as I, as I said, this, this uh, movie does feature heavily uh, Take Me Home, Country Roads, which is a 1971 John Denver song. It's a country song. It is a country song about West Virginia. So I started out when that song first played and it was like the I think it was the original version or something. No, nope, it was Olivia Newton John's cover. No, 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 no. But the was that her version? With the big choral, the big chorus voice? Because it starts with like country road. No, it starts with the big chorus, doesn't it? Yeah, the big chorus. Yeah, that's that's her version. That's her version. Yeah. Okay. Well, when it started, I was like, I don't like this song. That's a weird choice. And then by the end, I was like, this song is so like I like almost like cried a couple of times that they sang that song it is nice anyway so i went from it's not, a great song i went from not liking the song to uh, now i like it it's a good karaoke song it's apparently popular in japan as karaoke probably because of this movie yeah i mean like i get it now it's like it's about it doesn't have to be about west virginia or whatever some place that i've never been you know it's just it's about nostalgia and like uh, a good going, old yeah going back home going home and a nice reliable road that you know and and you get to if you do it in karaoke you, you can go mountain mama you can do that if you want <laughs> you know that's nice any part you can punch in um i don't See, know why it is this way though i don't I know guess, who decided it should be i guess for me uh concrete roads is more nostalgic <laughs> yeah <laughs> you yeah. know they kind of laugh but i'm like what are the other lyrics yeah He's going <laughs> There is a sequel to this movie called The Cat Returns, released in 2002, hmm. also based on a manga by Hiragi that seems to just be set inside that uh, that fantasy world that Shizuku writes about, where like, hmm. the cat Baron is trying to reunite with his beloved Luisa yeah. and stuff. That's sad. Uh, that movie apparently also has uh, good reviews, though. People do like that movie. Was it like a real movie? you know because it's a sequel like was it a real movie like that went into the theaters and stuff or was it like a straight to vhs like people don't really care about it 
That's a, a good question. But yes, it was theatrically theatrically released. Mm. And we got it in the US through Walt Disney and, Home Entertainment. And it was it was also uh, Ghibli? Yeah. Mm. And it was not directed, obviously, by, by uh, Kondo or Miyazaki. It was directed by Hiroyuki Morita. And that was his only uh, movie that he directed. Oh. The woman who wrote the screenplay, by the way, on this was Reiko Yoshida. On, sorry, on The Cat Returns, who wrote uh, a few weeks ago, we watched A Silent Voice. Oh, that's cool. So she, she'd be writing just banger screenplays. Good job. Um, good for her. Well, uh, was Asylum Voice based on a manga? Yeah. Oh, it was. Okay. Mm-hmm. That I think had a lot of important detail. Mm. Pushes glasses all the way up nose through forehead into brain. Okay. Um, there's apparently some plot differences between like the English dub and the Japanese original. Like they changed. Yeah, I a few only read things. the one at the end, which annoyed me. What was the thing at the end? Uh, when I forget the guy's name, the Seiji? violin man comes back. Seiji. And he's like, yeah, he comes back from Carmona, Italy. And in the English one, he says that he's going to stay in high school after having had that experience. And I read that in the Japanese one, he says that he's going to skip high school and go back to Cremona. Yeah. In our mm. version, he says that he's going to go back. Yeah. Oh, wow. Why did they do that? Uh, I don't know. They think American kids don't have the constitution to take the hard truths of the world that your friend may move away. Stupid. Americans can't understand long distance relationships. <laughs> um, oh, well, I wonder, though, how that works either way with the fact that uh, the, the fact that they agree to get married at the end of this movie. Yeah. Despite being like, I don't know, 15 years old, 14 years old. Yeah. Um, I read that uh, that was not in the original manga. Mm. Um, Miyazaki put that in there. Okay. And he felt like when they asked him about it, he's something to the effect of like, yeah, despite being middle-aged men, like I wanted something sappy. We can't deny that we want that connection and that satisfaction. Mm. So, yeah, I just wanted, he just basically wanted a super happy ending. He just wanted them to be I, together forever. <laughs> I think the ending is like the, my least favorite part of this movie. Because I really enjoyed it, except for the end. What didn't you like about the end? I think it was just like too abrupt. Mm. I didn't mm. like that difference between the English and the Japanese. Like when I found that out, it ruined it for me. And like it, it did feel like tied on like, okay, now we're going to get married. Yay. Like it was weird. Cause the whole like uh, the rest, like thematically the rest of it is like, you have to work very hard for your art. Mm hmm. And it seemed like, like, yes, they love each other, but they love each other because they have that in common that they're willing to work hard for their art. And it didn't make sense to me that they'd be like, okay, like, we're going to also love each other in, in addition to having, all, like, we're we're going to get married whenever we're adults. It was just weird. Yeah, I mean, and... I think it makes more sense in the Japanese version where he's going back. I think it makes more sense for him to, like, basically be like wait for me you know like yeah you know like i'm going away you know i'm gonna i'm following my dream i want you to follow your dream and then you know when we've like and then we'll come back well you that's know? the thing too is like if, we'll, if, we'll if, get together and we'll live out our lives together it thematically jives with the reuniting thing mm. that the cat baron and luisa the fancy cat that's true too and the dolls back in germany or wherever yeah uh, that there's that story. 
So I think it has to do with, yeah, like we're making a promise to each other because we're kids. We can't actually get engaged. Mm -hmm. Uh, Although, I don't know, maybe 15 decades ago. Why not? Why can't you? I mean, there's no law. This was decades ago. True. There's no law over like when you can get engaged. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right. If you're fucking five years old and you're like, will you marry me? Yeah. That, did that ever happen to any of your classes? We, I was like in first grade and like this boy proposed to this girl and we were just like, they're married now. <laughs> Dumb kids. That's not how that works. They were married. Um, they skipped the dating thing. <laughs> or, I, or I thought maybe it was just in there because it was sweet. Even, and, But it's like, yeah, they're kids. They don't really know each other. They don't really have those type of, they can't really commit. It's just there because they felt happy in that moment and they wanted to say that. But who knows if it actually comes true. They should have just kissed. I wanted them to kiss. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, yeah. you nerds kiss each other. We should probably back up. They should have kissed and we should probably back up and talk okay. about what this movie is about because I feel like this movie was directionless for a while and that made it feel kind of long to me. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed this movie, but at the beginning, it's like all the characters are awesome. I think she's such a charming character and like mature in a way, but childlike in other ways. Mm-hmm. But I was like, what is the plot of this movie how would i describe this and it's like it's about a girl who loves to read books and finds out about a boy who has the same taste in books Mm -hmm. eventually meets him she fall and she follows a cat she follows a cat one day when she's supposed to be taking lunch to her dad the librarian um, she stumbles upon the store. I feel like the store is more important than yes. like a lot of other stuff. What is the store about? Is it an antique store? I think so. Yeah, just um, like cool, cool old stuff. He's just like a car. Like he's he restores stuff and yeah. builds stuff. He's a craftsman, and, and she's like, not, this maybe is the it's place not all stories start because I guess it's all, like I don't know how how like the Baron might not be that old. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's not all old stuff. It could also just be like cool imports and stuff like that too it could be yeah the violins are new or crafted i think it's all like crafted handcrafted stuff maybe that's maybe that's more what it is right maybe yeah i think it's like yeah it's things that Which are would involve like a lot of old stuff because now everything's like mass produced and yeah. yeah um so she she goes and finds a store with a cool doll and and this old man who shows her this clock that seems to have a story built into the clock it looked awesome yeah. it's got dwarves mining shit I thought I thought it was annoying though. What? But, but that clock, you you because we watched it together and you were like, "Oh yeah, this clock is so cool." And I'm like, "This clock is so annoying." Cuz like What is annoying about it? Cuz it just plays this really loud. I forget what the noise was, but it just like it chimes like forever and it plays like a really loud annoying song. That's what clocks do. I know, but it was annoying. They let you know what time it is. Yeah. Um the clock said Porco Rosso on it. It did. That, that, that was cool. There's a few Ghibli references in this movie. I also noticed in the library when she's choosing a book, it, there's a Totoro book. Mm-hmm. Did you guys notice that? No. Um, apparently, this might not have been said in there the were, there movie. Was a, there was a witch on her desk, which might be a Kiki's uh. reference, maybe. And when she's when she's imagining the Baron story and they're flying and there's all those detailed worlds and planetoids, uh, th- they call them, I don't know if it might just be production only, but they call them Laputa. Oh. Uh, which is like Laputa Castle in the Sky. And uh, apparently characters either from this or from The Cat Returns show up in the secret world of Arietti, which is a Ghibli movie I have not seen from 2010. Mm. Um, we got to see Totoro. We've never we seen gotta that see one. We got to see Totoro. I want to see it. Totoro, the big, if he's the big gray guy, he looks great. Yeah. And nice. 
We don't know anything. I don't know anything about him. I don't know anything. He lives next to somebody. He's just a big cat. He's huge. He's not Snorlax, but he could be similar. He's not Clifford the Big Red Dog because he's a cat. Yes. And I I (laughs) guess- There's also a color issue. I guess he's a neighbor too. I said he lives next to somebody. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) We're figuring it out. (laughs) Moving on, moving back. So she finds this cool store and then finds out that the owner's grandson is this name she keeps seeing in her library books, uh, which is not a thing anymore. Uh, (laughs) So I think it's a little bit, it starts out, I think, a little bit of a mystery in a way. She's, or like, she's curious, right? She's, she wants to learn more about who this, like, who is this boy that's uh, taking out the same books as her. So it's kind of a mystery to figure that out. She's trying to figure that out. And then there's also like, what's the deal with this cat? You know? And so she follows the, the cat. Like she meets the cat on the subway, by the way, like the cat is taking the subway and then it gets off at its stop. and Like it knows where it's going. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, there's also a subplot where uh, she has a friend at school and she's been uh, writing a like Japanese translation of take me home country roads for their, their for the- graduation. Yeah, the friend wants wanted um what's her name? She Shizuku. Shizuku to write the um to to translate it for her or not translate it but like write write yeah. write lyrics to it. Miles, in what, Japanese. what was the excuse for them to write new lyrics in in the English dub movie? It was like some sort for like their graduation or something. But no one was like those have lyrics in English. Oh, like why she wrote new lyrics? Yeah. I guess to like match their lives better. Mm. Okay, okay. I don't think they said that explicitly, though. But okay. that's why I figured that she did it. Because, yeah, like now in Japan, like if, if Japanese people sing Take Me Home Country Roads, I think this is the only translation of it mm. is from this movie. But it's, oh, not really? a, but it's not a translation. Like it's like the lyrics are different. Yes, yes, yes. I don't, I don't know what else to call it. But yeah, I guess the Japanese version that people sing in karaoke and stuff is mm. this version. Mm. I believe. Please correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. They might, they might sing the English version as uh, well. Phonetically. No, they don't. I've decided. No, they do. But it makes sense that they didn't want to sing about West Virginia. Yeah. It's hard for them to say. I don't want to sing about West Virginia. I do. I want to imagine country roads. We don't have those here, really. No. All of our roads are like, ah, look at the fucking Nabisco factory. Look at all those crazy, disgusting swamp swamps. We just have concrete roads. It's like, oh, look, there's a I mean, they're really asphalt. No one has concrete roads. You know, those are called sidewalks. She's a true. Oh, true. Asphalt roads. (laughs) Send a letter to Ghibli. Watch the toads. You know. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, then she finds out that the, the guy's grandson is this kid who, yes, reads the same books as her, but also made fun of her because she left... Her dad's lunch somewhere and he returned it to her and was like you eat a big lunch which i thought was really funny uh and that really got her goat he also made fun of her concrete roads song yeah because she left her journal and then he just picked it up and read it she so, writes she writes a parody called concrete roads by the way we didn't say that but yeah yeah and they laugh about how like unromantic it is that it's not about nice country roads it's about living in a city mm-hmm. um but this movie is also kind of like it does romanticize living in the city it is uh modeled after i don't think it's explicitly said that it's set in uh tama which is a city that's part of the tokyo metropolis um specifically i think sakura gaoka that is a very hilly place and so i think it's Mm. kind of analogous to that 
setting in the movie where it's above everything and you can see a lot of the rest of the city and it's got mm. it's got real life shops that people meet up at if they like this movie and they'll take pictures and stuff nice um so it's funny that this movie does kind of actually make you think like wow a city is so cool and can have all these little interesting nooks and stuff and you can meet people and stories can start in the city um although i also want to say that this movie in my mind could also be called holy shit look out for that car what are you doing please go faster cross the street oh my fucking god this movie just features so many scenes where kids almost get hit by cars Mm. and i like kind of noticed it on a subtle level and then when uh Shizuku is really happy about something. She like dances across the street and like they really drive home like these cars almost hit her. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I feel like the writer or somebody like has a specific memory of being a kid and just being way too close to traffic. No sidewalks. The hell. Yeah. That's why it's all concrete. They're all roads to her because they're supposed to be sidewalks but people drive on them. I don't know. Um, so I liked this beginning part. I, I liked it too but I was a little bit like where are we going? Mm. I need some drive, you know? Oh, there's also her friend Yuko likes a boy. Right. That's important. There's a love square or a love rectangle in this movie. It's her... No, it's a, I think it's a triangle. Nope. nope. But why isn't it a triangle? Because I'm bringing in Seiji as well. Oh, her okay. friend Yuko, who, by the way, has a voice credit as Maiko something, and her actress has never done anything else, mm. according to IMDb, which was... I don't know. That's just weird to me to have a dead end like that. Um, her friend likes this boy, but she gets a love letter from some other guy. Yeah. Do we ever find out who that boy is that, no. she, that actually likes her? Okay. No. Yeah, he's a dud, apparently. <laughs> but the boy that she likes, Sugimura, actually likes the main character shizuku what a fucked up situation and shizuku likes amasawa yeah. the violin repair guy also known as a luthier or a luthier i don't know how to say that shizuku word. is too good for this baseball man anyway sugimura why he's kind of dumb he's a he's a dumbass he's, he's sweet stupid. he's a he's a sweet boy i don't like his hairline either he's it doesn't handsome. matter how sweet you are if you're a dumb idiot why is he a dumb idiot because he doesn't Dumb read baseball, books. baseball, man. He doesn't read yeah, books? Yeah, because he doesn't read books. He can't, he can't tell that, that he, he doesn't notice uh, Yuko's feelings. They explicitly call him stupid. But they explicitly like, call him dense. <laughs> Sometimes boys are dumb, and it's cute. It's true. <laughs> His hairline isn't as good as Seiji. Every time, because you, you were like, oh, I have trouble. I'm confusing them. And then I was like, look at the hairline. And then when Seiji came back on screen, I was like, oh, yeah, look at that kid. Handsome <laughs> no, head of Seiji's, hair on him. Seiji's hot. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. He's hot. He works with his hands. Like he's cool. He's mysterious. Makes violins. He's driven, and he he reads a lot. It's no context. His granddad's apparently dumb baseball man. He's also like rich or something. His dad donated books to the school's library. Oh yeah, that must mean you got you got something. You're some kind of fancy. Well, maybe it's his granddad's trade business. They just get all these old ass books and they just dump them there. Might not have to be rich for that. I felt bad for Sugimura because he likes this girl. Yeah, I did feel bad for him too. I feel bad for him because he the girl he likes this girl, but her friend likes you. Like you can't do anything about that. 
You right. know, it's like you're fucked. Even if Shizuku liked him back. Yeah. Because I, I was wondering if, if she was like worried about like she, she liked him, but didn't want to betray she, her friend. If she trust. would be open, like if she was, if she didn't really like him, like really, but she would be open to it. Like, okay, maybe I'll get to like, I haven't thought of you that way, but I'll like, let I you would, take me to Arby's. Yeah. Like I would go out with you, whatever. Like, like that now it's like they no chance, you know, <laughs> it's like, no, he has no chance now. Um, that yeah, although, although Miles. And, and she doesn't, and the friend doesn't have a chance now either, I think, unless he kind of like gives up, but like. Well, in the yeah. end credits, and this is apparently cut off in some home releases, but the end credits shows an overpass and the characters are all at the very top of the screen. The original Japanese home release cut their heads out, I think, the original mm. DVD or something. So not original home release, but the DVD. But if you watch carefully, you can see that Yuko and Sugimura meet up and then walk off screen together. Mm-hmm. It almost to get but they're together. friends. They're friends. They're friends, but maybe they're more than friends because it mm. almost looks like one is confessing to the other and then they walk off together. Mm. But that that's just yeah, my maybe interpretation. Maybe they go to the bone zone off screen. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> or they just kiss. Yeah, but th- and this for- this other boy though, we have no idea who he is, but we know that uh, he writes a love letter, he's which is dad. nice, but he's a sucker. Yeah, he's a yeah. Yeah, it's probably poorly written. Sorry, dude. Yeah, the love letter sucks. It's just I like you. Do you want a sex? Who knows? Uh, <laughs> and uh, so, like, the, the first chunk of the movie is just all this stuff about meeting this boy and school stuff. What were you going to say? It's all very cute. Like, they, they really flesh out her life very well. Like, I, like uh, and, and the people around her. I was like, ah, yeah. oh, being a grad student with two kids seems really tough. Like, ah, oh, this sister's really hard on her. And But, mm. like, I kind of get it. She's trying to make the household run. Uh, like, and I thought about like how cool it must be to grow up in a city that big. Like, mm. uh, it was just really, it was very rich, even though it wasn't yes. like, pointing in one direction, really. Yeah. Were we? Get, were you gonna say something, Jackie? Yeah, I was just, you know, I'm like reading my notes in order to see if there's anything interesting. And um, in the beginning, when he like she first meets uh, the boy, what's his name? Seiji. Seiji. When she first meets meets Seiji. He like like she left her book and so she goes back to get it and he's like reading her book on a bench and then he's like rude to her. He's he's he says like, oh, I'd forget about concrete. And he like knows her name. And she's like, how do you know my name? And he like looked at the card inside and he's like, I'd forget about concrete roads if I were you. And she's like, what a jerk. And like um, she's just like goes home and she's like like mad at him and i thought it was like the cutest thing and she's like mad 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 and she opens the fridge she drinks a water she drinks yeah, water she pissed while angry yeah like no it wasn't water it was like iced tea or something and she drinks it angry and then she finishes drinking and she's like jerk 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 and i thought it i was like dying i thought it was so you funny you were laughing and i, and I was, thought it was just the funny animation of her drinking while no, pissed off which was funny and i think it's but that's what happens like you're mad and you're just like in your head and you're just you're just mad and then everything you do, you're doing it mad. <laughs> and I love it because it's true. Yeah. Um, oh, also, this is the lo-fi beats. About... Yeah, so, she's the lo-fi hip-hop girl beats to study slash relax to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so originally the lo-fi hip-hop radio on YouTube, which was which is beats to relax and study to, which is a live stream that many of us, perhaps you, listener, have used to... Uh, kind of a company while you work or do homework it's just like an animated loop of a girl writing while wearing headphones and uh these sort of bass heavy instrumental beats play and it's relaxing originally it did use uh frames from this movie whisper of the heart 
And then after probably some copyright issues, they uh, updated it with like a fan made. It's almost like a complete re- retra- uh, retracing. Mm. Um, but uh, there's a little bit more detail. There's a cat in the background, which might be based on Moon from the actual movie. I don't know. Her headphones look like a higher, a higher, uh, higher grade brand with googly eyes on them. She's got a ponytail, but it's pretty much the exact. My same My headphones thing. have googly eyes on them. As a yeah, but I, I as I was watching, I was like, ah, oh, somebody should be lo-fi hip hop girl for Halloween. Ooh. Ah oh, shit, we could have done it. Jackie, you could do it. You could put your hair in a high pony. Yes. It is too late. We need a cat. I'm looking at it now. Well, yeah, we don't have a cat. <laughs> We've got books and maybe some pens. Do you yeah. have a green sweatshirt? Mm. We also have to give you bangs. No, we're not going to do that. No, nope, we got to do it. Um, Yeah, but the character of Shizuku is just, she's very adorable in this in this movie. I don't know what that food is that she eats at one point when she's very invested in writing her her story. She like eats like a, a square, like a rectangle block of something. It's funny how casually she just pops it in and eats it, but uh, I don't know what it was. It might have been margarine. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, These guys love uh, the, this studio. They, they love Europe. They are Europhiles. Mm. Yeah, they do, but they also love Japan. I mean, you know, it That's really, yeah. really shows off Japan in these, in, in the city and and the country. Um, and uh, apparently, there's a live action sequel to this movie that was announced last year. Hmm. I don't know if it happened. I don't. I don't know anything. But uh, yeah, so it continues with. So she is interested in this boy who works on violins. But then he's like, I don't want to go to high school. I'm just going to go off and I'm going to go to Cremona, Italy to become a very good violin boy. There's like Violin a, maker. Yeah, he's going to be an apprentice to some Italian asshole out there. Um, and she's sad to hear that he's going to be going away. But then uh, why does she want to write a story again? I don't remember. Do you guys remember? Yes. She wants to like feel worthy of him because he's going off and pursuing his dream and he's willing to sacrifice all of high school to do that. So she was like, I have to be on that level as well if right. I'm going to be worthy of like, because they, they sort of realize that they're like, that they should be together. And and like her, the thing that drives her as she's like writing this thing is like, I have to be, I'm not good enough for him right now. I'm not good enough for him right now. So she... The thing she decides to do is is write a story. Yeah, that's it's interesting too because uh, according to this Wikipedia summary, he kept taking out books to make her notice him, mm-hmm. which seems to have worked because she did always be like, "Why does this guy always have his name in the library book?" Did you say according to Wikipedia? You didn't catch that in the show? No, in the movie. Oh yeah, he said that. I may have been writing a note. Okay. Okay. He said that when they were on the rooftop and he was telling her that he um, was going to Italy. Okay. 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 Um, so it's, yeah, it's interesting that he was like looking out for her, but then she's like, shit, I have to make sure I'm good enough for him. And he's uh, yeah, he's going to leave for two months. And so she decides. That's the deal. He's going to leave for two months to see if he's good enough. Did you say that? No, okay. I did say he was going to leave to, for two months, but. Yeah. To see if he's good enough. Right, right. Yeah. Because he. It, for the apprenticeship. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, this is a done deal. He's just going to yeah. go there for a little while. It's like a deal he made with his parents because his parents are like, well, how do you know that, you know, you're not just wasting time there. Um, which I think is good to have kind of like a, a deadline and a goal for yourself and to see if you're cut out for it or whatever, if you can do it. 
or if you really like it too like you know you yeah, might go there the with you might go there for a little while and then you're like oh actually this is you know i don't want to spend all my life just doing this you yeah know? as a or, kid you might be like i'm gonna be a violin luthier and then you go away and you're like this sucks or you go to italy and you're like oh actually i don't really like italy i hate coffee <laughs> i miss japan i miss american coffee which is mostly water mm. um it's good though i like american coffee and then uh shizuku just gets obsessed with writing a book or a story she wants to write a story featuring this baron i forget the baron's name but it's ridiculously long in german Mm-hmm. Um, and the the Baron is based on a cat, the cat doll we mentioned that uh, Seiji's grandfather has in his antiques shop. Uh, and he's like, you didn't have to ask, but if you're gonna write the story about him, just make sure I'm the first person who gets to read the story. And so Shizuku tasks herself to write this story within two months. She wants to have it done before Seiji gets back from his uh, you know, test run of an apprenticeship for violin making. Um, and she writes it at the expense of her studies. She apparently starts to do really poorly in school. Her parents have like a meeting with the principal or something. Um, and everyone yeah, gets worried about her. Yeah, her mom does. I, I loved the scene where they have the conversation with her about like, like when her grades start to tank. Mm-hmm. Because it was so, like it could have easily just been yelling at her that she has to study. Yeah. But I I love that the dad just comes to the conclusion like, you know what? Like, you seem really committed to this. I see that you're working really hard. I trust you. Um, but, like, just know that there could be really bad consequences if it doesn't work out. He says, like, following your own path. Some, yeah, something about, like, consequences of, of following your own path. Like, you know, instead of, like, going the kind of way that that's, like the paved path, the way that like, like this is how you're successful. You go to school, you, da, 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 you know, you, you follow these rules and then, you know, eventually you, you get a job and you make money, whatever. Um, he sings, you can go your own way. Also, um, you missed the part where she asked the old man, um, the, the grandpa of um, Seiji. Does the grandpa have a name? I think it's Nishi, isn't it? Or is, that, is that like his family name? No, that's his like, family name. But Nishi's, yeah, that's his name. Um, so she asks him if she can use Baron, and he says, uh, "Sure, if you let me be the first one, like on one condition." I think we talked that. about that. Oh, you did? Okay, you you breezed by it really quickly, and I just wanted to say you did, Mark. You breezed by it quickly. No, I said it like twice. Okay, well, I I was catching up to it in my notes. Um, anyway, I thought uh, I was like, he's gonna die. <laughs> I thought he was gonna yes, die. Jackie kept talking about this guy dying. I thought he was gonna die because he made a promise in the future and he's an old man. And I was like, no, 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 he's gonna die. He's either gonna die before he reads it, he's gonna die right after he reads it, but he'll like write a letter or something about it. Um, but no, he didn't die. I was surprised. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> good, good for him. Good for him. And uh, yeah, so she has that talk with her parents where they're like, you know, you can if you really want to stick with us, stick with us. And I love that afterwards, her sister who lives with her and has a bunk bed above her bed is like, you know, dad said that thing to you, but really he just wants you to study again and work hard. And she's like, I know I could tell by his like eyes or whatever. It's written on his face. Yeah, it's written whatever. on his face. I thought that was funny because I was a little bit like, I don't know that any parents would fucking do this. And no. I was like, what parents do that? Be like, all right, you really want to write, go ahead. And then they just write some dumbass fanfic. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and you're like this sucks. I was trying to think can't. that too I was like I would love the idea of a kid who's like obsessed with books and writing but if he was like flunking out of school I don't know if I would be like chill enough to be like uh yeah just keep writing 
Yeah. yeah. And you gotta, like, to stand out, especially in today's, like, open-ended fucking market, you should go to college to learn about writing. Well, right. Or at least finish high school. I, I was thinking that. Like, what? what is the... But I, I get that, like, she had this, like, she, she's rushing because she wants to do it in two months. But it's like, you can make, like, you can you can work many years to really hone your craft and you know a lot of people study writing and I, you learn from, and it's better to learn um from like you know i mean she reads a lot of books which is good like i think that's that's probably part of it but um you know i don't know like studying it and stuff like you shouldn't flunk out of school i mean you can you got you got to just be a really successful writer if you're gonna flunk out of school you know what i mean you don't have anything to fall back on at that point um like without a degree and stuff like that um or at least a high school diploma um so yeah her parents i i don't think her parents should have been so supportive (laughs) yeah Um, it seems like they were they were kind of faking it though yeah maybe is what they were doing is they were they were just being like if you really want you can do that but it's hard and then she just feels bad because they are nice to her or something uh but she finishes her story though because she Finishes this, yeah. Like she finishes the story and realizes that she needs more schooling, so she commits herself to that. Yeah, because she seemed to be under the impression that she could finish the story in two months. But then when she shows it to the grandpad, who's whose given name, by the way, is Shiro, so Nishi Shiro, uh, that he's like, yeah, it's a little rough because she says like, no, it's not because he's like, he's like, it's really good, and and she's like, no, it's not. I couldn't do this yeah. and that. And I'm like, yeah, you wrote a first draft, and like, she's like, you have the, to do more. And she's like, the ending doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um. Which I thought I thought was good, and she's she's definitely exhausted. And he tells the story that coincidentally, I think her story has similar plot points to the real life story of those dolls, which is that he was overseas, the grandfather, and really wanted uh, that doll, but it was paired with another one, another like female cat baron in a nice suit. But the owner of the shop wouldn't sell them separately, but one of them was out getting repaired or something. Mm-hmm. And the, girl, the, gr- the girl cat was. Yeah, and then the grandpa... I don't know, did he meet a lady friend for this or he already had a lady friend? He he had a lady friend. So he t- I guess he told his, his lady friend, Luisa, about it. And she, uh, she, she said that she would buy the girl... Um, and so she she did, but they never right because they were a separate. She, he had to buy his now, and then yeah, she said that she would buy the girl when it's when it's done um, it being repaired, and so the shopkeeper allowed him to buy the um, the boy, um, and they were uh, but then they had to get separated because uh, of the get, war, World War Two, I think. Uh, right, because it was Germany, and he had to. I guess, I guess he went back to Japan. I guess. There, there was war stuff happening in Japan too, though, right? People were fighting there. Yeah, but the whole point is he couldn't just go back to Germany yeah. and, and reunite with her and then be like, hey, we got the dolls, now they're together. Yeah, but it was definitely World War II. Yes. Um, and so then he's just sort of like, I think he, he never, or wait, he did meet up with her, right? Because he has both dolls. No, he doesn't have both dolls. He doesn't have both dolls. No. Okay, right. I'm just picturing them together in the flashback. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Ba- ba- uh, the the Baron never got to meet his girl, whatever, who I think is also named Louisa. <laughs> yeah, it's confusing. This part was was confusing because her story does not really make sense or it, it isn't explained super clearly. I don't know. Perhaps we'll have to watch The Cat Returns. So, so yeah. So, he asked his friend um, to keep the other doll and that the day, so the day the dolls meet again would be the day that they meet, but they never did, which I don't know. I don't know why not. Eventually the world, the, the war ended. I don't know why he couldn't go to Germany then. 
maybe he lost touch. Maybe she was uh, murdered. Oh, yeah, that's right. No, I think he said that he tried to find her again and he couldn't. So maybe she died. Maybe she was Jewish. Maybe. Mm. No, if he was over there for the war, then she wouldn't just be running around buying stuff if she were Jewish. Before the war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, even before the war, things were not so great for Jews in Germany. That's true. Okay, she wasn't Jewish. Um, she was a Nazi. Not with the... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, went, she went to Nuremberg and he's like, what happened? <laughs> um, anyway. Bring in the sad. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I don't know. I, how does how does she react to his story? Does she is there anything that, that wraps up that little arc? I don't know. He gives her a stone. Yeah, he gives her a stone that's like an emerald within like within ore within some kind of. It's a geode. It's a geode where you, you got cool, nice, colorful gems in the middle, and then a bunch of dark bullshit on the outside. And he just explains that her story and her are like this geode that like mm-hmm. the goodness is inside but you know you you got to get there and and you got to really you gotta polish po- you got to polish it uh it really made me wonder if we were going to see her try and like break the stone out or something mm. um writing is hard writing That's is hard and it's about i actually wrote that down i wrote i wrote in my notes i wrote writing is hard what the fuck because i was because she was working so hard to write a fucking novel and i was like what is she doing <laughs> like like she's never written like a full fucking book before and she's trying to really like cram it in. Um, She's not writing an entire book, just a story, but I don't know how long it is. I thought she was writing a book. I... Because it was was thick. What she gave to that old man was thick. That that I think is a book. You know? I think think maybe in her mind she was like, no, my goal is to, you know, and I guess like if you've never done it, you must think that it's like, oh yeah, I'll just write a book, you know? (laughs) I've I've written essays before. If I just multiply that by 10. I'll just write a book. Um, and so she probably like, okay, that's my goal. Two months, I'll write a book. I can write a book in two months. And then she fucking starts doing it and is like, holy shit. Um, and so she writes a book. But anyway, yeah, I, I wrote down like writing is fucking hard. Like, and for that to be, I mean, I think it's a lot even just to finish a book. Like, that's an accomplishment. You like wrote a book, even if it's like a draft, like you did it, even if it sucks. Have you guys, either of you seen Animal House? No. No. Uh, it, it's 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 especially there's a scene with donald sutherland who is a professor in there and it, it rings really true if you've ever tried to work on something creative that you've just kicked around forever mm. he's smoking pot with some of the students who are like main characters in the movie and the professor says something about having a book and they're like oh you're you're writing a book and he's like yeah and they're like how long have you been working on it and he says some large number like eight years and the kids are like oh it must be really good and he goes it's a piece of shit <laughs> And that just just made me think uh, just now the idea of like, yeah, writing is hard and you stop and you start and you throw it all out and start over again. And yeah. Um, yeah. So if you're wondering what that girl in the original lo-fi beats to study to is is struggling over, it's writing a fucking book or novella or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, she should just do cocaine like Stephen King. And then you write crazy things like how the kids beat the monster in it, mm. which I won't go into. You got to read. 800 pages of that weird book um that was on topic right anyway yeah anyway so she's home and it's nighttime and she looks out her window and there he is the boy's back it's early morning but yeah early morning i look like okay yeah okay fine it was early early morning um and the boy's there and so she like sneaks out i guess and uh he gives her his jacket and he she rides the bike his bike with him and it's very cute it's cute um 
And I think I think she runs into the boy that liked her because I just wrote down here that poor guy that liked her. So. Oh, Sugimura sees them. I, I was wondering because so. her friend says like, I heard you were out with a boy. We never see his reaction. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> um, he just goes to the batting cage. And um, Seiji says uh, Cremona was different from what he expected, but he still wants to do it. And so he's going to go back. Uh, Miles got a different version of that conversation, but <laughs> but that's how it's supposed to be. Um, oh yeah, and so that he he he's on his bike. He's he's taking her, and they go up a hill, and it's like a very steep hill, and he's like pedaling really hard, and like she's like just you know sitting on his bike. So she's like, you know, I don't want to be a burden. You know, I, I'm no man's burden. She gets out and she likes tries to help him. And so she pushes the bike. Oh, that and was they, a nice scene. They get, they get over it together, which is nice. That's like he, a, he was exerting himself equally, though, when she got off, which I thought was silly. He should have been like, oh, this is easy. And just pedaling. <laughs> but, but they still needed both. To no, put she's, in the effort. she's very light, Mark. <laughs> I guess. So, Miles, in, in their conversation, was he just like, Cremona wasn't what I expected and it sucked. I'm going to go back to high school. No, Maybe they did he, this for the I parents. I think he says the same thing, basically, that he probably said in, in Japanese. But he, he said, yeah, he the the person I was apprenticing with said, I, I'm good, but I could be great. So anyway, I've decided to go back to high school. Like, he doesn't give a good reason as to why he's going oh. back to high school. Uh, that's kind of corny. Maybe they were like, they didn't want parents. They thought yeah. parents would be upset. But as though this was telling kids, like, follow your Drop dream. out of school. Fuck it. Drop out, go to craft school, learn something yeah. practical. Um, that, that, which, it, I, I hated that. <laughs> yeah. Because well, I liked the dub in general. Like, these movies typically have a good English dub, and this, yeah. this like, is, I think my favorite voice was, was Shiro Nishi. Like, he had such a rich old man voice. Mm. But that, that ruined it for me. Shiro Nishi is voiced by Harold Gould, uh, who was big on the sitcom Rhoda and Golden Girls. Hmm. He regularly played Jewish characters and grandfather-type figures on television and in film. What was his name? Harold Gould. One of the chosen people. Well, uh, a member of the tribe. One of my people. Oh, this guy. That's right. I never seen him. I've uh, seen one thing that I think is interesting is the when they briefly have, you know, when she's like conceiving of her story about the cat baron, uh, the Miles, do you know who did the voice for him in that brief sequence in the in the uh, Carrie dub? Elwes? Carrie Elwes, yes, from Princess Bride. Oh. Great job, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Liar, so liar, wasn't and done saw. until like ten years after this movie came out. What'd you say? The dub wasn't done until like ten years later. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it was two thousand six. Jesus Christ. Um. Yeah, one thing that I noticed was, Jackie, I don't know if you picked up on this, but I felt like the dad, the librarian dad's voice actor, wasn't that great. Like, he didn't really enunciate very, very much. And I was wondering if he was, like, part of the crew or something or somebody's friend. Which dad? Her dad, the librarian. Because he kind of mumbled a little bit. I didn't realize her dad was a librarian. Yes. Okay. And uh, I thought he was okay. I don't know. I didn't really pay attention. He uh, was a journalist. And uh, I guess like a columnist, he would write about Japanese social problems and apparently political parties and energy problems and stuff. He actually died this year of heart issues as well. Mm-hmm. This is the voice actor? Yes. Okay. Not the character. No, I don't have like a, a, a biography on the character. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And uh, just this little thing in his Wikipedia article is that he briefly wrote for a magazine, and, but after two years, they were like, now you got to write about baseball. And he went, no, fuck this. Uh, and then he went back to school, which I think is great. And he was like a deep thinker guy, and they tried to make him write about sports. And he's like, no. Anyway. Um, Miles, did anyone ever try to make you cover baseball when you wrote it in newspapers? Yeah, I did a lot of... Uh... Like my first job, I did a lot of like youth sports and I loved it. You loved it? You didn't think I'm not making a big enough difference? No, covering baseball is like the best day of work you can imagine. Why? Like, (laughs) because you're outside, it has to be a nice day or they don't play the game and you're just sitting there like watching baseball. It rules. I feel like I wouldn't know what the fuck to write about though. Be like, yeah, they hit the ball, they ran. Stuff. Just who won, who lost, who hit a home run. Oh, okay. You never read like sports stories when you were growing up? No. Absolutely oh. not. No, oh, I did. Anyway. So I knew what to do. Um, and interviewing kids is so easy. You just tell them what to say, basically. Like, you go <laughs> like, hey, pretty great game out there. And kids are stupid. So they go, yeah, it was a pretty great game out there. And then you go, got my quote, bye. <laughs> oh, because if you just ask them to think deeply and whatever, you, you can't give them open-ended questions because then they just go, yeah, right. They're just like, yeah. Good. Correct. Kids are incredibly stupid and you can get them to say whatever you want. Yeah, we should p- put kids back in like the labor force. You know, because they're just, they're not no, good they're at thinking. Too, they should just... They're too dumb. Okay, I guess, yeah, we don't want... Anyway, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Moving That's why on. they kept getting their hands cut off and stuff. Like, yeah, you're right. I read The Jungle. I didn't read it. I can't read. Yeah, so the movie ends with, with, yeah, he comes back and is like, I'm going to, depending on what country you live in, he's either like, I'm going to go back there, or he's like, I'm going to stay here. And then, uh, for some reason, he's like, it's a little bit early, and I didn't know what he was going to say. I thought he was going to be like, will you be my girlfriend whenever I'm done being, mm-hmm. when I'm done with my apprenticeship or something? But instead, he says, will you marry me? Yeah. And she says, yes. And they do not kiss. They should have kissed. Um, not until they're married. <laughs> That's right. Got to got to wait. Damn. Um, and then uh, yeah, the movie ends when plays once again. Uh, Take me home, country roads. The Japanese version is sung by the voice actress for the girl. Um, I listened to the English dub version of it. I think the singing's better in the Japanese one, but of course I would say that. Um, by the actress Yoko Honna. It's interesting. It never has the John Denver version. I'm guessing it may have been too expensive to get. Mm. The Olivia, Olivia Newton-John one, though, I do like the big chorus that it opens with. Like, her singing it, it just kind of sounds like John Denver. It came out two years after John Denver's version in the 70s. Um, but having that huge, like, sort of, it almost sounds like a church choir singing it is nice. Um, and, yeah, that's Whisper of the Heart. Where do you think... I don't... We don't need to rank everything, but where? How do you do? You feel like this was on par with any other Studio Ghibli movie you can think of, or any other anime film? Were there other Ghibli movies that were just like set in the real world? I feel like this is the only one that was not a fantasy or like something about like no, nothing about it was like surreal, you know, except for like her writing. But like it was like still real. You Grave know? of the Fireflies. Uh, is oh, uh, is that is that Ghibli? It's Ghibli. It's not Miyazaki though, which is the uh, thing. Because yeah, Isao Takahata directed a bunch of uh, Ghibli movies as well, um, and uh, people forget about that because yeah, Miyazaki's the big known name, and he did a lot of the writing. But uh, yeah, that that's one that's set in the real world. 
Um, I don't know about about all these movies though. I see I'm seeing a huge list of them. Uh, the other Takahata only yesterday looks like it's real life. Yeah, but of the ones we've seen, like the ones that have become big and famous, are mostly fantasy. Yeah, fantasy is great for the kids. Mm-hmm. They don't need to understand all the real it's world context. You just tell them this is how shit works in this world, and they go okay. And then they and it makes sense that it. they got famous over here too. Like this, I can see why this didn't get famous over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's, true. It's like it's 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 quite Japanese. Uh, I was thinking like until they botched that ending, I was like, this is one of my favorite Ghibli movies mm. because like I I like the subject matter. I love that it's about writing. I love that it's about reading. Like it, it has a lot of personal appeal for me, and I, I still really liked it. Uh, except for like the last two minutes. <laughs> so, but you just didn't like that he out of nowhere asks for them to get married, or like because you said it came abruptly. Um. Yeah. It. What did? It was, what did you? What were you expecting? I don't know if it had been something want, less Miles? big. Like if it was just like if he had said like I'm going to Cremona. Will you wait for me? And she was like, Yeah, I'll wait for you and I'll keep working hard. And he goes, thanks. Like, that would have been fine. <laughs> okay. Well, it's yeah. as I said, the original story did not have this. This was Miyazaki's decision to have them. He wanted them to commit to something. Yeah. I would have liked if it was like, like when she talks to her friend Yoko and Yoko's like, because, uh, you know, she's upset that he's going, moving to Italy. I think it's Yuko. I don't know if it matters, but. What did I say? Yoko? Yeah. Yuko. And, she, and uh, she's upset that he's moving to Italy and Yuko is like what's the big deal? You can just like write a bunch of letters to each other and like encourage each other and stuff. And you know, at at that point she was like, well, you know, I, there's nothing to encourage me. Like he can't really reciprocate if I'm just like, you know, a normal kid going to school. I'm not like, I don't have any big ambitions like he does um, at the time. But like, I don't know. It would have been nice if, if they just ended it kind of like, you know, they write letters, you know, maybe like a montage of them writing letters to each other, like him doing stuff in Italy. And she's like, you know, they're each kind of doing their own thing. Oh, actually. Okay. I'm rewriting the ending. Then they like, they write letters to each other, like their whole lives. And then they grow up and, and they meet up in Italy or something. And he proposes in Italy when she goes to see him Mm. when they're like adults. That's a little, or like college kids or something. That's a little too unambiguous for me. I kind of like that. It was a little bit left open. Cause you're kind of like, well, I don't know who knows, but, and then that, yeah, that does make me think of kids who make promises or have plans, but then that's you, true. you just, you just never know. I want to see them write letters to each other though. I think that's like, that's all they should do. I think she should write letters to him and you just hear in her headphones like, boom, just lo-fi hip hop beats banging in her headphones in her, uh, and her Sennheiser HD 660s or something. I don't know, just to make up a model name or something. Um, I'm trying to find a blog that like compares the lyrics of like the Japanese one and the English dub one. Um, but uh, I can't find it. Pretend uh, it probably probably isn't that insightful. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I uh, again, I like this. I felt like it was a little bit slow. I think there's some like I'm usually not someone who's like, the screenplay's gotta follow this formula and by page 100 it's gotta be here. But there is something to this rule where you have to like hook people by the 15th minute or something Mm -hmm. and I feel like this movie kind of just really enjoyed its own scenery and setting for like 30 minutes or something and then like the whole drive of writing the book was like really at the tail end of the movie. Um, That being said though, the animation was amazing. Like, Yeah, 
was really nice. Just even seeing her just like spin like and kind of change directions while doing stuff was mm-hmm. was like super nice. Do you guys remember the woodcut of like the guy who's like making uh violins in jail that she picks up mm-hmm. at one point when she's looking at books and there's just a mm-hmm. guy looking sad as fuck? Mm-hmm. That's based on a real wood carving that Miyazaki's son did. Anyway. Uh, I was going to say, I did not have as much of a problem with it as you did. I, I, I definitely was compelled to watch throughout. Like, yeah. I, was just, I just loved it. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I just. I think not, if it was like an anime day. episode and nothing happened, like, you know, like if it was like mm-hmm. we were watching three episodes and that was the first episode, it would have been like, fuck this. But because I knew it was a movie and I was like, something's going to happen and I'm just happy to watch this like cool person for until something does happen. Yeah, I feel like I should have felt that way, but didn't. I don't know. I may have been tired yesterday. I was in Philadelphia over the weekend and I drove home. I liked it, but it wasn't my favorite. I think I don't know where it ranks for me. Again, you don't have to rank them, but you know, if you're like. I like this more than Spirited Away, but not as much as Kiki's Delivery Service or something, you know. You don't have to think of it at all. I will just say I enjoyed I it. I wouldn't watch it again. I don't know that I would watch it again either. I don't know what Ghibli movie I would rewatch. I would, I Maybe will. Laputa? I would rewatch Kiki's like on loop for the rest of my life. God damn. <laughs> that was a good one. Kiki's is one where I felt like it was really well paced and stuff. It, it felt like very tightly oh, done. What do you say? I thought that was a snooze. <laughs> Aww. Well, I thought okay. it was a snooze, Whatever. TBH. Uh, well, I have I seen Kiki's multiple I times. So. You liked what? I liked this more, I think. Did you uh, like it more than, than, than clock name reference Porco Rosso? No, I love Porco Rosso. That might be That's my favorite Ghibli movie. I like this one better than Spirited Away. I well, think. there's so many Ghibli movies. Every time I look, I'm like, every time I like look up, like, what are all the Studio Ghibli movies? There's like 10 more I didn't fucking know about. Yeah. What, what about Ponyo? I'm looking at a list too, and I'm like, I'm never going to watch all of these. But are they all on yeah. HBO Max? Well, apparently, but if, they are, if they're yeah. in the dub, that's a, that's a flub to me. You know, you're really snubbing <laughs> the original. And I'm, I'm not necessarily here to participate. I want to hear gravelly pig voice Porco Rosso talk about the shiny ass engine in his plane. Oh, um, the dub in Porco Rosso is really good. Oh, you saw that too? It, it's Michael Keaton. Oh, that is pretty good. Um, all right, everyone. Uh, is there any, any final thoughts we have? Did we miss anything? Let me look at my notes here. Lo-fi streets the- to run through. Brittany Snow is is plays Shizuku. I think she's the only like really really big name in it, other than Ashley Tisdale. Who if you care about Brittany Ashley Snow? Tisdale, who is that? She was opposite. She's she's like a co-star of Anna Kendrick in Pitch Perfect. Okay. One thing that uh, I was interesting is uh, that her sister talks about how she's like I'm standing out there and I'm getting freckles, and this is something I have heard is that Japanese people don't really like freckles. Mm. Um, and they will have skincare sprays that actually remove your freckles for you from your skin because they prefer just having like a uniformly toned uh, skin mm. I think is uh, weird and I think it's uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it's racist I, uh, what? As, a, as an Irish person I feel offended that you, don't, right. you don't like my sobakusu 
And uh, that's that's why I don't like this movie. That's what I've decided. Damn. I decided I don't like Got this. It. I didn't like the freckle disparaging happening here. Uh, some fair. of us don't have evenly distributed mel- m- melanin. What are we going to do? People like freckles. Anyway. Freckles are fine. I like them. They're good. Anyway, if you uh, have any thoughts about uh, this movie or have an idea for the next Studio Ghibli Ghibli? Ghibli? The next Studio Ghibli movie we should watch, you can write to us. Uh, we are Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com. You can also tweet to us. We are at JJB Pod. Um, if you have thoughts, if you're if you know, if you're like, you know what, I think the Takahata directed Studio Ghibli movies are better than Miyazaki's or something, we'd love to hear about it. If you're like, you know what, you actually should watch the Russian dub, it's even better. Tell us about it. But Besides that, we need to move on because we got to finish up November and get ready for Jojo Sember, uh, which is now a thing I decided is, is real. But let's talk about what we're going to watch next week. Next week, we will be talking about the anime series Wreck, R-E-C. We're going to watch all of it. It is nine episodes, but each episode is only 12 minutes long. Okay. But I don't know how to watch it. I think I have to, this is another rare, a rare pick. I have to go find like a, a digital anime antique shop to pull it from. Um, but we'll talk to you then if you, uh, I don't know, if you've got a lead on that. Or if you're like, hey, uh, I don't know where you can get it, but I have thoughts on it. You know where to find us. Have a good week, everyone. Hope you had a happy Halloween and a great uh, Guy Fox and Election Day and uh, I'm sorry about Daylight Savings Time but there's nothing I can do it has to end bye bye, bye. West Virginia